I'm muted. Not in this universe. Folk, welcome, folks, welcome back. It is another Wednesday. It is another hump day. And if the last half year has been in the indication, a Wednesday, that means we have new Marvel content. So let's get them in here. We can't waste any more time. We've got Casali Files. We've got Micah, man. Gentlemen, how are we doing this fine Wednesday? Doing good, doing good. I mean, again, the train never stops with Marvel material. It's just, it keeps getting better and better. I thought they knocked it out of the park with the uh, debut episode of What If, but I mean, come on. They they started with episode one, they were getting there, and then this one is just a whole other level. I just, I'm so excited to talk about it with you guys. Michael was excited, but now he has literally <laughs> gone into the void. So until he comes back, he did just move apartments. He did just move universes, folks. That's right. So we'll bear with him. But yeah, we are talking uh, what if episode two here on Trainwreck Sports. And Michael will be back momentarily. We already got him here. I think he's back in. Micah, what'd you enjoy uh, here on <laughs> there episode he two of what if? And welcome back to what's Trainwreck watching after the move. I know it was, yes. a, uh, it was a little bit of a move. Yeah, yeah. It was. A, I don't want to go through the what if of of not talking to you guys about our our Marvel shows here for a couple of weeks. So it was good. The episode I caught up on the episodes last night. Uh, it's been fun. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect with this show. Like, even going, even coming out of when it first got announced, and especially after what we saw in Loki and everything, had no idea what to expect. But I've enjoyed it so far. Um, I know. I have a feeling that the crazy it's, it's just gonna get crazier as we go on like we're just gonna see some absurd shit and this one kind of started out on that at least uh down that path a little bit we saw some some pretty jarring sights uh in this episode i would say yeah i would say that the first episode of what if had about you know five to six big changes that affected over th- everything overall this episode had about 30 and they were just non-stop <laughs> we literally went from a tricycle to like a dirt bike going at 60 miles per hour. It was pretty Mm -hmm. incredible. Uh, Yeah, so right off the bat, obviously the plot of this episode, spoilers incoming. What if T'Challa became Star-Lord? So it's very funny. You see him breaking to uh, get what is one of the Infinity Stones, just like Peter Quill did at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. And it turns out that Star-Lord is a little bit more well-known in this galaxy, Casali. Yes, it, it's, you know, it's funny, and I'm happy that this is episode two that we're diving into, because uh, from last episode that we spoke about What If, this was what I was looking forward to, not only this storyline, but to see Chadwick Boseman come back and uh, uh, play the role as Black Panther, as he does so well throughout the years. I, yeah, I mean, again, it's crazy, because that's what I love about the show so far, is it seems like... It's going down the the right track of what the movies go. Last week was Captain America, the first Avenger. This week, it started out as Guardians, but there was a different face under under the mask. It was our own T'Challa, Black Panther, or as, you know, he was Star-Lord in this episode. It was just so great to see him, and, and it's so great to hear his voice again, and just to see, like, you know, the change that has happened. Like, it, it's just it was just so exciting to see uh, the beginning. Can we pour one out for Peter Quill? Because, man, like, did he get the short end of the stick at the beginning of this? Like, we, we know how the beginning of Guardian started, just, like, the disrespect 
of the Star Lord name, and we did a complete turnaround for T'Challa. <laughs> he's like a, he's literally like a legit superhero out in this in this galaxy to all these people as a role model. I just, I mean, I love I love Peter Quill, but man, they they did him real dirty at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, there was also no dance number in the beginning of this episode, which I was missing. But you know, that again, that's Peter Quill for you. Well, that's why our new Star Lord, aka T'Challa is out saving universes and galaxies. We learned in this episode that he is doing a hell of a job. He saves planets. He saves ecosystems all over. And what I love most about this episode was the reintroduction to all the characters because mm-hmm. truly him being Star-Lord changed everything. You had, you know, Yondu in the proud father role. We had the return of Taserface in this episode. I mean, did you ever think you'd be seeing Taserface in Marvel content? But one person who we did not think we'd be seeing again so soon that had by far the biggest impact by T'Challa being Star-Lord, Thanos opts out of his cleanse, his Mercedes cleanse. Thanos opts out. I mean, what a turn of events. T'Challa able to convince him uh, not to pull the trigger, so to speak, uh, Micah. Yeah, no, I mean... It was just so crazy. I mean, as soon as the uh, the opening credits but, happened, uh, this is he, he still was. He... Oh my bad. I think you might be lagging a little bit, Micah. It's all good. Because what were you saying? No, I was just trying to help out. Um, well, I'll, I'll put in my input that uh, you know, as soon as the opening credits uh, rolled, and you know, this is the curse I always bear that you know I always put the actors to the faces. When the credits were rolling, I saw Josh Brolin, and I was very surprised that, uh, you know, I was like, wait a minute, how are they going to interpret Thanos? And obviously, he had a big, important role in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. So, you know, it was going to, I mean, you know, me, I'm a huge, huge Thanos fan. So, you know, I was just so excited to see him again. And then, again... It was just like a turnaround that he was actually on the good side. I mean, you know, his running joke throughout the whole series was how he was always getting laughed at for talking about decimating half the universe, which, I mean, you know, in another universe, it actually happened. But, you know what? It was just so great to see him and the jokes and just to see him be kind. I mean, again, Josh Brolin knows how to play Thanos. He's been doing it for ages. But it was just so such a turnaround and, and such a delight. To, you know, to see the Mad Titan actually become the good Titan. I mean, you know, who would ever thought that that would be the case? I, I wrote down he went from the Mad Titan to the Glad Titan. He was just, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Was, I like that one more. I, I do like how, I do like, though, how, and I don't know, I'm curious your guys' thoughts on this, is he was, like, still trying to convince people it was a good plan, though. Even if yeah. he didn't get to pull the trigger. Oh, like, yeah. Well, it wasn't the worst idea. Everyone was like, yeah, that's genocide. Oh, yeah. He's like the one guy at work where you go out later for drinks and he's always talking about like, oh, you know, that that deal we could have made would have been a good idea. But everybody knows, no, that didn't that wouldn't work out. So it was just it was just such a delight to see him back. And and it was just what a turnaround. I mean, this is how crazy the multiverse is. I mean, it literally changes, you know, the, the worst of the worst into one of the good guys. So, you know, it was pretty crazy. And of course, when you have, you know, this evil that is no longer existed in the universe, there has to come something to take its place. And of course, that is Tanalir Tavon, a.k.a. The Collector. This episode just rolled on with the greatest hits of the Guardians series. 
I mean, basically, it all went back to Guardians uh, Episode 1, whether it was the opening or Guardians Volume 1, whether it was the opening scene or whether it was the fact that Thanos was sprinkled in throughout just like he is in that movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, But with that said, um, so we go to the collector and the biggest thing is he's gone from like, you know, this obscure hipster to now he's on the Thanos workout plan. He's got the Dark Order backing him up as an entourage and he's absolutely yoked. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> it was such a different turnaround even for that character, especially because he was such a minor character within the first film. So it was kind of cool to see that, you know, he was changed up a little bit. And yeah, he had the Black Order behind him and everything. Now we see what would happen if Thanos never really actually had a plan to uh, decimate the universe. Yeah, the the collect, honestly, like, in the in the movies, like the collector in the comics is like he's dope as shit. Like he's like, he is pretty. I mean, I don't remember him being that buff. That that's a special what if they just got him jacked <laughs> up on something. I hope it was hope it was uh hope it was legal. I hope he wasn't doing anything crazy. But never seen him like with that kind of a physical imposing force. But he's definitely more of a force than he kind of showed in the other Guardians movies. So it was good to see him like pop up and actually. I mean, for the thirty minutes, whatever thirty five minutes is a credible threat. Like he was. He's clearly been doing some damage uh, while he's been around and been a thorn in the side of a lot of people in the universe. So good to see him. Good to see a different kind of take on him because he's definitely a guy that um, I was kind of hoping that they'd be able to explore in the movies a little more. So good to see anything more with him, him just as a character. He's a great character. And explore the character we do indeed. This this alternate version in this what if universe, we are on a quest for the embers of Genesis. And first things first, Stupid, sexy Nebula comes out of nowhere with this new form. It's like, what the hell is she doing there? But we'll get to that in a second. We get the whole quest to the collector. I, I, I agree with what you were talking about, Michael. We really got to see a little bit more power, a little bit more mystique out of the collector. I liked how his things could rearrange him. I liked how when Howard the Duck said he had like wings organized based on like the content that they had, everything like that. Uh, with that said, how did you like the quest to the uh, collectorville, Casali? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it was great. It kind of, I mean, you know, it kind of also kind of played out the way it, that it did um, as far as the first movie goes when they were went to nowhere and, and whatnot and to introduce it. I mean, even just to back up too, what I also loved about this episode and how crazy and how different it was is because, you know, obviously, as we know in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, when Peter Quill, you know, goes on his mission to collect the, the Power Stone and and to go throughout, he meets the Guardians, he gets arrested, all that stuff. But this, you know, uh, Peter Quill, well, T'Challa, this Star-Lord actually still stays a Ravenger. So it was kind of cool that we got a little bit more time with Taser Face and and uh, Yondu. I mean, it was also so great to have some more Yondu because I love myself some Michael Rooker. But, um, yeah, you know, and, and Kraglin, you know, they brought back the great. So it was just cool to see, you know, that, what would have happened if Peter Quill just stayed along? But yeah, I mean, you know, once they get to nowhere, you know, a Ravager never flies solo. I mean, yeah, that's true. You know, it was, it's just, again, this was just, it, you know, it seemed like it played the greatest hits, but in a good way, which was, which Which was just a lot of fun. Star Wars showed is not always the easiest thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it was just cool to see, uh, you know, them, them tastefully thought at this mission and, to uh you know to go to nowhere <laughs> seriously well they go to nowhere obviously that's the question and again 
So now, am I crazy, or was uh, the Collector's Hangout the prison that they were at in the first Guardians movie? It looked kind of a similar uh, thing, hanging out, floating on the edge of space. No, I, well, I mean, to me, it kind of looked like the similar spot of where it was in the first one, at least, okay. you know, with, with all the tanks and whatnot, and, you know, all the all the captures that he had. I mean, it was cool in this episode... We got to see a lot of cool, like dark elves and and little things, Easter eggs throughout the movies that he had captured. We got to, you know, hang out with Howard the Duck a little bit more, which is always just a, such a funny thing that uh, we get to experience that character in these in these movies again, even though they failed miserably long ago when they tried to bring him to the big screen. So, but yeah, I, I believe it was still like the same the same sort of setup. They did fail miserably. I don't know about you, Micah or Casali, but uh, I was rejoicing when, when Star Lord decided to pop open Howard the Duck's, uh, you know, oh, yeah. capsule. I wanted to see more from this guy. I mean, he, I great. You know, you came in at, at, when the duty called in, in Endgame, but I want to see more from this guy. We need to see him. We need we need to hold what if with him. Like, what if Howard the Duck is running the Avengers or something? Just I I don't know anything like that. I want to party with Howard the Duck. Clearly, the dude <laughs> knew like Buddy knew how to get a good time. Like, how did he even know that there was a happy hour going on? That he's been in that locked up in there, like tucked away. And he's like, Nah, this is where we need to be. This is where we gotta go. I respect it. I respect it truly. Yes, Casali. That as a coping mechanism, Howard the Duck just lives in a capsule where it's how happy hour all the time. I mean, you know, he knows how to party. I mean, I guess that's that's sort of uh, his little go-to, which is always, you know, when, when the fighting gets rough, you know, just pour it down. <laughs> and it, we are only about two months away from pouring it down when it's happy hour all the time. This happy hour hoops will be back in action. But that's a what if for another day. So what was your favorite part of this whole prison uh, excursion? Or no, I say prison excursion. I'm going to tell you, it's technically a prison as far as T'Challa was concerned. Uh, this collector quest to get the embers of Genesis, something that can basically feed an ecosystem, can save a planet. Um, you know, classic Marvel mystical uh, force that doesn't have to be explained too much. Uh, my favorite part of it, uh, when they're calling Thanos, they're like, he says he's going to charge against him, and they go, you're crazy. Not crazy. Bad. <laughs> it was like a great Hulk parallel to like, that's the, that's the secret, cat. I'm always angry. Uh, but what did you guys think? What was your favorite part of this? Uh, all this action? Yeah, I mean, you know, just it's just always fun to just see the character moments and, and you know, the way they, they kind of connect. I mean, even Nebula, you know, it kind of, you know, peered off with what how her role was always in the films where she was a bad guy, then she went good and whatnot. So in this, in this uh, episode, it was cool to see her kind of switch sides just to, you know, get a little bit ahead of the collector. And then at the end of the day, fight side by side. I mean, Thanos, like, again, it's just, I, I still can't get over that. It was just so, such a surprise, such a warm surprise to see Thanos again. So, you know, it was always, it, that, that was, that's always my favorite. And that was my favorite, even from episode one, just to see character moments, even though it, it peered off a little bit differently than, uh, than in the film. So it was just, you know, it was just cool to see that. And I mean, obviously the scenery too. These, you know, again, like I said last week, these episodes, they don't mess around. The the animation and everything, it's just gleaming. It, you know, it really just, you know, comes right off the page. And, and it's cool that we get to witness all of this, even if it's on a streaming service or whatnot. It's cool that, you know, nowadays this is the kind of entertainment we get, like right from our, our home screens, which was cool. So that's what I really liked. 
Yeah, I gotta say it was it was really weird tuning in. I watched both episodes last night. It was really weird tuning into like a Marvel Universe cartoon. Like it, it was just threw me. Like I feel like the first ten minutes I was watching it just mm-hmm. threw me for a loop. Watch that. Um, best part, I mean, it's obvious, but just seeing seeing hearing Chadwick Boseman again, seeing T'Challa on the screen, like it it that was what I was look, looking forward to this episode the most. I think we're getting him a couple more times too. He did like three or four episodes for this, so looking forward to that. But most of the part with him just showing how T'Challa's a badass no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's something. Um, we've got a lot of Black Panther lore, uh, in the Bla- obviously in Black Panther and throughout the time, but they haven't explored T'Challa just like on his own as much. And I feel like that was kind of an opportunity to do this as well. And just because T'Challa's a badass no matter what, like that's that's, that's what it comes down to. Like all that all that hero stuff comes from within him, and just seeing him in a different environment, but still have that impact and everything. It was a dope little story to see. It just like the ex- little explorer in in me was like, I'm like, damn, like mm-hmm. I would imagine being that kid just getting on that ship, and he was just like, nah, this is fine. Like I'm 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 just gonna co- get right into here. Also though, Yandu when he gets picked up, Yandu was very okay with just taking like the wrong kid. Like he was like mad for like maybe 25 seconds, and then he was like, you know what? I like this kid. Let's let's rip him away and go away. And it was it was just a. I don't know about Yandu is always, you know, he's he's always been like I kind of hit or miss. They got him back around in Guardians Volume Two, but that wasn't a great moment for me for Yandu. But it gave us the it gave us the the better Star Lord. Apparently, another dumping on Peter Quill. Now I'm doing it, and the episode is doing it. See what they did to me, guys? Like, man, dumping on Quill, DQ, Dairy Queen. That's not a coincidence, okay, folks. But uh, but yeah, wow. no, it, I thought it was a great. Uh, that was a great episode. Honestly, when I think about it amongst WandaVision, Loki, uh, Captain America, Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, I would say it's in the top half of all those episodes put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was so much action. It's going to have a lot of rewatchability. I can't wait to rewatch it again. Uh, just some other good moments I wrote down from the uh, final fight. Uh, Yandu's arrow gets broken. We've never seen that before. The one dude gets Sega Genesis uh, when they unleashes the Genesis uh, embers into him. Um and what did I write down? Oh, yeah, Kariba's revenge. That's a that's a big one. So she has, she's got the collector locked up now. So very interesting. Again, not to spoil it all, but yeah, it was great to see Yandu have a good uh, father son relationship that he so clearly wanted uh, in Guardians Two. Even though he obviously, mm-hmm. like you said, Micah has a weird way of going about it, and yeah. a weird way of going about it is kind of the whole premise of What If. I mean, the fact that this is just yeah. one small little thing and it can affect it all is is kind of huge. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just it's such an impact this one episode has. I mean, I know Micah brought it up, and and this was something that I re- I should have also uh, pandered on because it was just such a joy and a treasure to uh, to get some more Chadwick Boseman playing Black Panther. You know, I mean, because obviously we didn't even know uh, Chadwick that he was sick, the outcome of what happened. It, it just it was such a loss, and to see. A little bit more with him. I mean, you know, I'm sure we're going to get some more within within the series if if you know if we're lucky. But yeah, it was just so great to see him play this character and play this character well. I mean, he just he is Black Panther through and through. I mean, so it was just cool. I mean, I also loved not only you know they showed a lot of when you know um, Yondu took him away and, and his journey with the Ravengers, but you know the the moments that he had with 
with King T'Chaka and and you know him on uh, Wakanda and everything was also really really sweet too. And even him coming home at the very end, spoiler alert, it was just so so nice to see you know that you know that he could still you know stand his ground and and just to see him you know at home because that's you know that's where he belongs. Yeah, it. Um, I'm just. Uh, I was just. I was just thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with what they were able to do. Like I, I. This was an episode. I was just kind of. I don't know why. Not worried. Worried is the wrong word. But just. I was just kind of skeptical of using using T'Challa in this way and just with the Guardians. He's like the Guardians. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Guardians were so obscure when they first came out. I mean, obviously they're huge now, and it's like, oh, how could that not have missed? But when the Guardians came out, no one had any damn idea who Star-Lord was mm-hmm. or anything like that. So messing with, like, the lore of it and trying to pull people in, I was just like, that seems like, like, you know, episode one, Captain Carter, like, that That seemed as more of a realm, like, in the Marvel Universe. Like, okay, like, that makes sense. But the fact that you're going to, like, using T'Challa, it was just like, I wonder how they're going to be able to pull this together. And it pulled together, like, perfectly. I mean, they, they really, really were able to like, get the whole nice little story out of it. Um, it, it when they picked him up from everything, like, it, it, I was very thoroughly satisfied. And I was just, uh, I was a little more skeptical coming into this episode than I was the first one of how it would kind of turn out with the what ifs. Because, you know, I mean, what if? It could go literally any direction, whatever. And they, I think they did a good job with it and kept it, kept it true and kept it, uh, kept it enjoyable. Couldn't agree more. Keeping it true and keeping it enjoyable. Or some mm-hmm. could say the same about Picasso's Pizza, the ultimate spot for pizza <laughs> in Western New York. Gents, great wrap up. Micah Man, Casali Files, give them a follow. Obviously, next week we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode of What If. What are we going to get? Zombies versus Avengers? Loki ruling the planet Earth? What are we going to get? Next. Next week is Loki. Uh, Next week's Loki. Loki. Ooh, I can't wait. Just give me, give me it all. I can't wait. Give it him all. Feed him. He cannot (laughs) wait, and we cannot wait here at What's Trainer watching as always for next week's episode. Hey, big dumb idiot! Looks like you guys have a saucy hand. Yeah, I do. Try some Picasso boneless wing. Maybe next. Right.